We're back in the basement. It's Monday. Let's call it June 13th. Why not, right? And we're here with two uh, old bees, as I like to say, previous guests on the show. It's Ricky Lindholm and Big Jay Okerson, everybody. Hey. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Crew goes wild. All, yeah. the ones, all the ones that can. You know, the camera guys have to keep the cameras steady. <laughs> so they can't clap. Mm. And uh, they're not wooers, really. It does look like you work, like you really make your camera guys work. Like, you could use tripods, but they have to hold them instead. No, because that's, that's how delicate and special these cameras are, is that someone else is hold it by the neck the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> always be ready for anything that could happen because things go really wild sometimes. It's get crazy in here. Yeah, I'd love, I want to know the biggest freak out that's ever been on the show. Like the most wildest, like someone's like, I, we have to stop. Has anyone ever just asked Nobody's you to stop? Nobody's ever done that. Never? Nobody's ever said, let's stop. Uh, Jonah Ray got pretty catatonic in front of an audience at Largo. <laughs> Wait, was I there? Steve Agee had a little bit of a meltdown one time. You might have been there, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if I was there, uh, but yeah. A meltdown, like he like really like started. The only the biggest, the classic one, because most people handle it okay, but the classic one is Jack Black. That he he really uh, flipped his shit. Really. Yeah, in a nice way. He was pleasant, but he was just gone, like wow. really fucked up. Uh, classic episode, most popular, most viewed episode at two million and something. But who's counting? <laughs> Our strains today. Are the sativas called Zeta, I guess? Z-E-T-A? I guess that's how you pronounce it. I don't think it'd be Zeta, because maybe it'd be well, Zeta. Well, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Zeta Zeta she's Z-I-T-A, isn't no, she? No, I think it's this She's Z-E? Yeah. Yeah, so maybe it's, it's Zeta. Yeah. Maybe it's named after her. And then the Indica is called Vegan OG. I know how to pronounce all of that. And uh, so if you want to try an Indica, but you guys are sativa heads like me, right? I'm learning now that I am, yes. I never really thought much of it, you know, most of my life I just kind of got the weed that it was available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like Whatever you done. have, you just take it. Yeah, the guy comes with a bag of something and that's, that's what you have. And now I'm realizing that there is a major difference mm-hmm. from shutting you down and off and having a minor panic attack to uh, being in a good mood and, and light and fun. I'm still in the I take whatever weed I'm given phase. Yeah. I don't I don't even know the difference. Really? I, yeah. I just have like one little pipe that I smoke and it makes me fall asleep and I love it. Thank you. <laughs> you just fall asleep? Well, it helps me get into my like law and order watching zone where I can like start to I can turn on law and order and then my brain starts to zone out. Which law and order? Asleep. Any any of them. I like the original the best, but I'll watch any of them. Did you watch the Tonys last night? Some of it, yeah. They had a really funny gag where they were showing how just everybody that was nominated for Tonys were all in episodes of Law and Order. Oh. <laughs> and then they showed one dude, Danny Burstein, who's in Fiddler on the Roof right now. But he, uh, they showed him, he's played like six or seven different characters on Law and <laughs> Order. And they just rattled, rattled them all off with pictures of each one. And they, he kind of looked different each time, but it was still hilarious. That well, they have a two-year turnaround. So every two years you could be on there. And it doesn't, and it doesn't apply <laughs> to the other ones. It's every New York actor that's, mm-hmm. you know, Anyone that's there in a in a show can go and do a few hours on Law and Order in the daytime. Yeah, they're usually somebody like you know sweeping up or packing something up while the detectives ask them questions. What's <laughs> funny about them is they've had a lot of characters in the show, like play, like a part that's like not a major part, you know, or like you know, and then they become like one of the cops. 
Like the same person? As yeah, yeah. There's, like I'm like a cock couple on the show. The DA in, um, the redhead DA from Law & Order SVU, I saw her in an old episode. It was like a year before. She played this girl who like sodomized someone. Oh, yeah, like, they raped then, a guy. Yeah, she raped him and then hung him from the ceiling or something and then they, was like wearing his necktie. They raped a, uh, a male DA. stripper. Mm -hmm. It was a male stripper to go in and, and... Oh, yeah, she didn't kill him. She raped him. How many times have you jerked off to that episode? <laughs> Countless. Well, at 620. It's 6 one of the DVR that has a little K next to it, which means keep forever. That's what it means, for real? Mm -hmm. For reals? At 620 Pacific time, which was coming up right now, uh, it'll be 420 in uh, Adak, Alaska. Perfect. And then on the AM <laughs> side, Athens, Greece. So if you're watching from Greece, let us know. But you're up Dang, at 420. 420 somewhere. Oh, it's 420 somewhere. Uh, so let's all take a hit of something. Uh, I'm going to go right after this bong right off the bat. Do we know what's but, loaded uh, with what? Uh, put sativa and everything. If you want indica, I'll load it up special for you. I'm kind of feeling we should both all do an indica hit at some point. Yeah. Just to see if we can this one's tell not loaded, people what but I'm the difference is. I'm curious about this yeah. one. We'll, we can load that up. Mm. By all okay. means. I'm going to copy you. I'm going to do whatever you do. Bong rip? Oh, whoa. Yeah. You're going to watch so much Law and Order tonight. <laughs> but just for the, just hit one of these pipes for the fun of it. Just uh, to start it. Uh, yeah, because we got to all uh, smoke oh, within this one minute. Oh, I didn't You're going to have a whole relationship you don't with smoke Jerry right Orbach. right at the 420 mm -hmm. somewhere, Mark. What? You're going to have a whole relationship in your mind with Jerry Orbach. I over. already do. Benjamin Bratt, then? Jerry Orbach will always be Lumiere to me. <laughs> He'll yeah. always be Dr. Houseman to me. Yes. Oh. From Dirty Dancing. From <laughs> Dirty Dancing. Yeah. Oh my God. I know you weren't the one who got Penny in trouble. Mm -hmm. You were wonderful out there. <laughs> he really doesn't understand his daughter. Mm -hmm. he but he comes he around, he comes around in the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As a father of a 13 year old, though, she was being sort of a whore that summer. <laughs> was she 13? Please, let her yeah. wizard, let That's when a baby be a becomes a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Someone named Baby becomes a woman. Uh, yeah, that movie's trippy. We we did an interruption of it, and uh, it was uh, uh, it's just kind of the whole uh, the whole abortion subplot. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if it's a subplot. It's the plot, pretty mm -hmm. much. When the Penny gets knocked up by we're in the Hamptons, somebody gets fucking pregnant. They're in the Catskills, right? Catskills, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're Kellermans, the Catskills. <laughs> yeah, Penny yeah. gets knocked up by Robbie the Creep. Yeah, but then the summer's over, and then Robbie just goes back getting high fives all year for mm -hmm. his great summer stories, just porking every girl in the place. Mm-hmm. But how did Robbie get the hot chick who was one of the dirty dancers when he's one of the geeks from back at the Foxtrot studio? Because he's rich. There's holes in the story is all No, I'm he's saying. not from a Foxtrot studio. He's one of the, like, the rich guys who runs it. He's a, he's a future hotelier. He's, he's, right? He's, he's an heir to something. Still, Penny was a bit of a back alley whore, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just think, really, Robbie was slumming it, if, you, if I'm being honest. Well, that's what Robbie thinks, too. You think Penny could have done better, or Robbie could have done better than Penny? Look, we'd all be lucky to have fucking Swayze in that piece. Mm -mm. <laughs> I like also like the only uh, modern song in the whole movie is sung by Patrick Swayze. <laughs> that's such a good song. <clears throat> She's like the wind, dude. Oh, that's right. She's like the wind through my trees. Through my trees. She rides the night. If I know every word of that song, can mean you make out with you? Next to me. That's always my. That's always my filter. Am I just fooling myself? <laughs> oh, shit. I also know Jack Wagner's one hit. All I need. He played Frisco on General Hospital. 
Wow, we anyone my mom wanted to fuck when I was younger, I knew all their music. <laughs> it's so oh, edible. That whole statement okay. is so edible. Let me think of another one. <laughs> my mom wanted the band Chico from Sha Na Na. Everyone here is probably too young to remember Sha Na Na. Who was the guy that would sing wherever you go? Richard Marks. Oh, you I knew you'd know that one. Mm-hmm. That was the a crazy big mother. Hit. <laughs> crazy, crazy mofo. <laughs> That's a really, it brings out a really uh, sweet side of you, the, uh, this marijuana, I think. I listen to a lot of oddly soft music. How long have you been a, a pot smoker? Have we discussed this before on the show? I'm not sure. We smoke pot a lot. Were you a um, late bloomer? I was. Yeah, I started probably with any kind of regularity around like 26 or so. Okay. And that was mostly like weekends. Uh, once, you know, mostly every weekend. And then by about 29, it was... I'd say a daily thing, at least at night. Well, now you dodged the bullet too, in a sense, because uh, I know I did, because I didn't start till I was 28. And now uh, Sanjay Gupta uh, says uh, 24. You should wait till you're 24 before you start, because your brain still isn't finished, your frontal lobe isn't done uh, developing till around the age of 24. And so weed smoking could uh, fuck with that. Sanjay Gupta said that? Yeah. The guy from American Idol? That's Sanjaya. Sanjaya. That's Sanjaya Gupta. That's Dr. Sanjaya Gupta. I get my advice from Sanjaya. You can tell this clown, whatever whatever your Sanjaya is, you can tell him to go fuck himself. I started when I was 24. Yeah. Oh, there you you might have made the cutoff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you might have done it just right. My dad smoked when I was young. I knew my dad smoked when I was young, and uh, it made me think like. I thought it was weird that he did, so I never, I never wanted to when I was younger. Just, just give it, just play with that in the corner. Hey, Doug. Uh, what do you think of these? I gotta keep Ricky go busy. Talk. I want to talk to you. Wait, about what something. are these? Um, they are monkeys mm-hmm. that also, also are lighters, and they, um, one of their arms is uh, the thing that makes the flame go, but they're both broken. Oh, oh, thanks. So, so you, you were can't... giving me a toy to play with so you could talk to Jay. No, no. This is a regular <laughs> thing on the show. It was the next card on my uh, list of things to do is just... Have uh, Ricky play with toys? No, we just <laughs> hand them to the guests and then we see what they think of them. Like, you have to describe them. I think they're great. I'm curious about the... The hands are made for something. Don't you think they like like, weigh a lot for a children? Well, first of all, they're not a children's toy. They're lighter. Don't they look like a chil- children's toy a little bit? And then it weighs a lot, don't you think? Could you hook it on a straw? Like hook it on your drink? It's possible. Not my straw. It's been on the show before. (laughs) How is this happening? What? Um, I guess maybe we didn't start doing this until after you guys were both on. You were both on long enough ago. I've never seen the monkey lighter. Yeah. But I want one now. I'm a sucker for a weird lighter. Have you done the show in the studio before, or are you always just in front of an audience? Just in front of an audience. That's it. Give them back Mm -hmm. to her. Sorry. What do you think of those things? What do I think? Yeah, describe them. Um, Well, it looks like a ceiling fan. (sighs) Like, it looks like half a ceiling fan, his face. Like, if there was two more... Two more um, ears, then, he, then it would be a ceiling His fan. His ears face. are very good ceiling fan. Yeah. Doesn't flaps. that look like a ceiling fan? Flap? Well, we broke Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> he only took one whack already, of already no, too I high. Have two. I'm not that well. Maybe. Are we serious about taking a bong rip? Um, maybe, yeah. You said, I'll do whatever Doug does. Okay. You did. I, I haven't done a bong rip since maybe I was 24. So I don't Aside from the totally flame coming out of their head, I think that they're just dangerous because they're so. They are heavy. A, there you go. Mm-hmm. Hang on, watch your ears, you guys. Wait, am I doing this wrong? I think, I don't, I literally don't remember how to do a bong hit. It's been that Simple. long. What you gotta do is, you hold it like this, yeah. you take, the, I'll 
Use my lighter. Mm. You put your mouth in there like that. Should I just do one, another yeah. one? Yes. yes, please. Okay. Oh, I was way off. You know, and you can kind of control how much or little you uh, get. I'll be over your punch. It might be a little, might be a little ashy. I might need to reload it because I didn't feel like I got anything. And that thing's tricky as a motherfucker. Like, because people like it when boiling? you clear it, you know. How's this? And to be uh, it's hard to not leave a little smoke in there. You got to time it just right. It's not boiling. Or double hit it. Okay. Are you waiting for it you to gotta boil? Hit, you got to. That's what he did. You got to. <laughs> <laughs> well, a watched pot never boils, so. This is a massive bong. Her, her face might be too small for this bong. <laughs> I don't think there was much smoke in out there. I don't really know if I got that much out of that. Yeah, but. it didn't work. Yeah, I don't. I gotta see what's going on with this. Might, we might need to re, repack this. I thought I packed it pretty good. Smoking oh, pot is not intuitive to really me. It's really fun. Like, I'm not like, oh, that's clearly how it works. But I you do it nightly? Sure. No, I only have my little pen. Oh, so pen. I have the easiest way. There's the yeah, liquid the thing. Yeah, the vape pens are pretty, uh, yeah. pretty straightforward. Yeah, I don't I'm have to get the job anything. done for you. You're not impressed with the pens? I'm not impressed with the edibles and the pens. I don't fully get. I don't like edibles. I'm old school. Well, that's too bad because we got a bunch of edibles on the uh, table. If you guys wanted to try that, if you want to give mm -hmm. that a go. This will be the day I go, edibles don't really work on me, and then you find that I'm like climbing a wall somewhere in downtown Hollywood. <laughs> Some crazy ones here, man. These would work on you. They'd work, they'd work too good, I think. But uh, The last time I did an edible... They're incredibles. I ate a cookie, and it started working when I was in Banana Republic. And it was really <laughs> weird. I was trying on sweaters. Because it like, wasn't working, so I... I took an edible, yeah. and it made me go to work at Banana Republic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was there, and I just started working. Yeah. <laughs> I just started job hot topic the... for six months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and was that a bad experience that it kicked in a, a, in there? It was. I was like in a dressing room, like trying on sweaters, and like I don't want to be here. And then we had to walk all the way back to my place, and I was just, I just didn't want to be high. I think in that way. That can happen sometimes. Yeah, mm -hmm. you, you know, it's better to time it so that you're like in an amusement park or mm -hmm. a movie or something. Do you ever get the panic attack ever? Uh, I think I maybe might have. Once or twice. Once or twice, but never like any kind of regular. Every once in a while, I'm just sort of like, wow, I'm really high right now, and this might not be the best time for it or whatever, you know. But I, I rarely drive while high, so that's yeah. so I know I don't even remember what that feeling was like. But I used to do it all the time, and I've had it ruined. You're very like, aware that you're doing it. Driving, I don't mind. It doesn't really bother me. When I'm driving too much, but like, uh, like in a movie theater, that can go either way. Whenever like we get you smoke and go to the movies, like sometimes it makes it. Not good. That really? yours looks nothing like that. By no, way. that's not. I didn't get any of that kind of smoke. That's yeah, that's what you gotta do. It. That's what you want to get. Okay. That's the secret. Now it's gonna kill 15 minutes while you cough. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can talk about the monkeys more while I cough. <laughs> that's happened a few times to some really, really good smokers. Have come on here and taken a big rip of something. And here, you want me to light it for yes, you? Please. Tony Hinchcliffe told me last night he had a nice coughing fit on this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it happens to everybody, especially me. I've had some horrible ones. Ready? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's it. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> not no. even sort of. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. If you can, I mean, this is, it seems kind of pushy, pushery. Wait, and then that. <laughs> yeah, I'll finish. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. She's a champ. <laughs> and then I feel like we have the weirdest, smallest frat, frat that we're running. <laughs> I'm like laughing. 
up. We're having a party, Ricky. It's very exclusive. Come on over. Which one to do? <laughs> so, <laughs> just surrounded by people forcing you to take that thing. You want to do a keg stand? You gotta get your underwear. <laughs> oh, damn. That one hurt. Yeah, all this LA stuff. This is. But it makes spray. you really high, right? Yeah. You feel pretty high right now, don't you? It feels like Bernie. Yeah, I feel so high. I feel like I've I've had sunglasses on this whole time. <clears throat> What's the point? Hey, dude. Guess what? You what you do? What's Hempwick? That's where, like, uh, a lot of people are concerned for our health and sm smoking with the uh, fucking butane lighters all the time. Mm -hmm. And so they they send me these and they tell me to use them, and I never do because I'm to just start a fire. I'm, I'm pot lazy, but um, no, you just you light one end of it on fire and it stays lit, and then you can light your bowls with it, and you don't have to. Uh, you know, touch this to the bowl and get in, inhale all that butane. Is that really a thing? I feel like Joe Rogan said that once, and now it's a thing. <laughs> or Joe Rogan would be the first to, that's crazy! Like, he'd be <laughs> the first to debunk it if, like, he didn't think that seemed legit, you know? So, I don't know. I just, I just know that I, I just, uh, it's a foolish trait in a human being to not really give a shit about, to not worry about things that you should, probably worry about, but that's what we do. You know, it in just a, happens. In a pinch, if you smoked a bowl ever with a match, that's pretty hilarious. Yeah. It's forever. No, it's always been in a pinch, because, yeah, it's very uh, aggravating, like, especially, like, if you're out in the wind or something. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever smoked pot with one of those candle lighters? You know, the lighters that are, like, this long? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I've done that. Yes, I've done that. They're like a little gun, and you yeah. and the thing comes out at the end. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, like, uh, very serious. Uh, same with the uh, Trying to smoke a, something off of a stove. I've, oh. uh, yeah, I've come very close to burning my own face just to get a hit. You ever try to light one off of a stove that's got like the, just the coil that gets hot? That's what I'm gonna, talking about. Suck, <laughs> it's fucking scary as shit. Like, like what am I doing? Work? <laughs> yeah. It's like it's just to brand you only. If I could grow an actual beard, it would have been on fire. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a Zippo. Stupid. A Zippo so is the worst, other, other worst lighter to try to light. Bowls with too. A Zippo? A Zippo lighter. Oh, with the thing that comes off? Just like, uh, you know, it opens. It's got like a like, lid. Yeah, it just stays lit until mm -hmm. you close the lid. Oh. For some reason, they they are horrible for it too. Mm. Just keep going, you just keep going. It's fantastic. But you can um, use with some Indica? Yeah, do you want to try some Indica? I think that's a fantastic idea. And uh, we're it's about time for our first break. So uh, that's the cliffhanger, you guys. When mm -hmm. we come back, we're going to try some Indica. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, this episode is brought to you by our friends at Loot Crate. Loot Crate is a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. For less than 20 bucks a month, you get four to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. Loot Crate is more than just a subscription service. It's an entire community of fans that share their experience and interact with each other around the unboxing of each month's crate. And they guarantee 40 plus dollars in value value in every crate. Sometimes it's a lot more. Every month there's a different theme and all the items are curated around that theme. Pop culture is full of brave new worlds and societies in flux that don't always turn out for the best. June's theme will be exploring some of the ways things can go wrong with dystopia. Featuring classics Robocop, Terminator 2 Judgment Day, and The Matrix, 
and new faves Bioshock Infinite and Fallout 4. We've got a figure, cool collectibles, and of course, our dystoporific monthly tea. Remember, you only have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate, and when the cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. Sayonara. So go to lootcrate.com slash getdug and enter the code getdug to save $3 on your new subscription today. Thanks to our friends at Incredibles for supporting our special episode of Getting Dug With High in Denver, Colorado. During the show, you may have noticed us enjoying some of their outstanding products, including this delightful high-end and effective vape pen modeled by Gabe the Magician. It offers a smooth draw with an E that lights up at the end. It's modern, sleek, rechargeable, and pairs well with Incredibles' other products. Incredibles? Get it? To see more of those products, visit iloveincredibles.com. We're big fans of Incredibles, and we're not the only ones. Just look at some of the awards they have won at recent competitions. The company's founders are committed to creating products of the utmost quality and consistency, and they're also dedicated to seeking responsible industry growth and are actively involved in education and legislation. Thanks again to Incredibles for helping us take the show to Denver. Be sure to go to iloveincredibles.com to learn more today. Uh, hey, you guys, we've got uh, 1,451 folks watching and smoking along with us, uh, I hope. Or just watching. Some people just watch it. I'm like, that's cool. Shaking their heads out. Other people getting stoned. Like, oh, get a job. You it wasn't just nothing. to be disgusted. Just yeah. laying around talking oh, to people. This to fucking guy. Living. You no good. You can't host a show. It's like he's stoned or something. <laughs> He keeps talking over everybody. Yeah, that's what stoners do when they're talking. And people. You ever watch that Entourage program? Yeah. Boy, those guys take turns talking. They never <laughs> overlap once in their entire lives. Except Ari Gold. He cuts everyone off. Because he just off. screams all the time. Yeah, yeah and he's real. Because that thing about the show you notice that people never cut each other off on the show? I, I, I'm obsessed with the movie, Entourage the movie, because it's just such a weird... It's just like a really long, expensive episode of the show. Yeah. And not the show in its heyday, like just the show as it was towards the end. You know? <laughs> did you and, like the show? Uh, I watched every single episode. So did I, and I don't know why. It's just a fun show to just like, it, it, there's just so many great elements that it's like it doesn't matter to, that it's not as, uh, like everything can't be really great and cool, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I never watched it. I was like, these guys are just like, hey, want to watch four dudes kicking ass? Like, oh, thanks, Mark Wahlberg. I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see four different parts of my personality all individually kicking ass? <laughs> sure. Um, we, I think we've been in Washington, D.C. together at Me that festival that mm -hmm. one time when Kate and I got in an accident in the Uber. Oh, yeah. And then we uh, all did um, the rolly adult things. Wait, did what? <laughs> oh, you guys went on the Segway tour. Segways. I didn't go, and, it, yeah. you, and you got rained on. Oh, yeah, but it was so fun. Yeah, that's the whole story. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. We don't disagree. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so Washington, D.C., that's why I brought it up. Is there the 31st time that they've been the number one uh, place, you know, state or district uh, per capita watching an episode of this show, the last episode? Really? Which had, who was on that one? Um, number two is Oregon. <laughs> What's his face? Three is Washington. Four is Colorado. And five is California. It always kind of shakes out that it's all the places where it's legal. Uh, <laughs> just watch, watch the show more. Which is, again, 
goes against that theory that like you know when it's legal it won't be as exciting to people and it'd be like you know uh, and that's not true at all. Well, DC is a. Uh, it's an, I was just in, I was there a few weeks ago and I went to the White House and they were having a demonstration outside against circumcision. There was a bunch of people wearing white suits with fake blood splatter over their like crotches. It Whoa. was hilarious. Oh, that's bad. And they had a, a, a ninja dressed in white that was performing circumcisions with a sword on like a little toy baby. And they had another toy baby that had all the suture, you know, the, um, what do you call it, the hemostats all over its little fake doll dick skin. Feels like clockwork orange. It was uncomfortable, but hilarious. <laughs> and then also, because it's just like right outside of the White House, uh, two black dudes breakdancing, which was pretty great. So that <laughs> music playing while people were like really yelling like, uh, I mean, a lady, walked, a la- a lady walked up to me and like yelled in my face like, circumcision uh, makes the penis smaller. Wait, what do you think the chant, chant would be if you were protesting circumcision? I would never protest it. But if you were, like, you know, like... Can't wrap my brain around the concept. I should get the fuck Something back would to have to rhyme with foreskin. Foreskin? Like, no more forcing <laughs> us to lose our foreskin. Hmm. <laughs> There's not a better version of that. Forsaken? You can get in there reps. somehow. Forsaken our foreskin. <laughs> <laughs> Why have you forsaken our foreskin? Yeah. Yeah. It kind of sounds like Hamilton a little bit. It does. Yeah. I was listening to that on the way here. It is very entertaining to listen to. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, you haven't heard? It's crazy. I saw that thing they did it's on the like, Grammys. It just reminds me of Schoolhouse Rock. It's just fun to learn about something, but it's a catchy tune. You know, and it's catchy, it's, they're it's actually history good songs. and the songs are catchy, yeah. yeah. Some's rap, some songs, some mm-hmm. of the songs are beautiful. There's like, yeah. you'll like those, the, you know, your mom probably likes, uh, you know. You think my mom will bang uh, somebody from Hamilton? Some of the ba- the ballads in Hamilton, your mom uh, would love them. So pretty. Yeah. She'd sing them in the shower all the time. My mom with black dudes? Well, her dad's dead, so. <laughs> Let's do a, a pot quiz, Hop Shots. I got a list of the top 10 states per capita watching this show that's a non-legal state. Like, it's not legal for medicine or recreation or anything. Uh, I'll give each of you one guess. What do you think is the number one non-legal state? So it's the first state. I saw the card. Oh, you did? did, Well, I was just looking before. I didn't. So I... did you memorize all ten? No. Okay, what was number eight? <laughs> oh, I have no idea. I only saw the first one. Okay, but Jay, go ahead and guess what the first one was. Um, non-legal. Yeah. I don't, I don't know where it is. But, you know, you just got to think of, if you can, uh, the state where, like, it's like, yeah, it feels like they're, they're getting close, like they should be about there. Um... <laughs> Is it New York? No, not even. It's really far low on the uh, down there on the list. Uh, it's Nebraska. Really? Yeah. Cornhuskers. Mm-hmm. Then Wisconsin, Texas, Utah, Idaho. I mean, those are all great smoking spots. Are they? Yeah, a lot of wide open spaces. You know, all those places. You know, That's like true. Big I, I smoke America. weed in downtown Idaho. I think maybe, you know, allegedly, and. Um, you know, downtown Idaho. It just, <laughs> is there a thing? It's it called just, downtown. All the Idaho? weed just goes up into the Boise. hills. <laughs> what I say? Downtown, downtown Idaho. Idaho. <laughs> well, you know, I I love movies, I so it's like, like my own private about. Idaho. Uh, yeah, Boise is. Uh, but I picture like where in Boise that you're talking about. Right. I picture like near that 
That's the spot. Community center and those breakfast places. See, I think it all, everywhere, you go even the, those middle of the country bumfuck places now, especially traveling to do comedy, you always end up in the same, you know, open air mall where it's like a Panera bread. <laughs> Uh, you know, no matter where you are in the country, there's a Panera Bread and a GameStop. I do. That's the thing where I really, uh, you know, aside from smoking weed, I overindulge when I'm on the road. Is it's just hard not to eat, uh, you know, garbage food. You know, because you're either eating eating garbage, like you just said, the place is terrible, or you go someplace awesome and have the most garbagey food that they have. I do the second thing. Yeah. We get like whatever like the best barbecue is or whatever the best whatever is, and your right. face is off. Yeah. It's and it's feels so good at the time. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem is, if you live in L.A. or New York, it's not so much a problem. But on the road, when I decide to eat, it's generally like two o'clock in the morning. Me too. So what's open? And it's usually on the road. You, you can get something good here or New York for sure, or certain places. But like you know, again, downtown Idaho, it's going to be like fucking Domino's time. Perkins. And it's just oh, yeah, <laughs> maybe a nice Shoney's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shitty franchise diners of the South. Steak and yeah. shake. I remember going from. We, I live in. I lived in Buffalo. <laughs> we would go to South Carolina, and every year we we count the Shonies we went by because there were so many. <laughs> like Shonies. Yeah, they were like always like attached to a Howard Johnson or something, right? Yeah. Um, as of today, today we have 131 patrons on pra- Patreon.com/slash Getting Doug. That's like uh, we have this 420 club that people uh, can sign up for, and they pay $4.20 a month. <laughs> and uh, we're trying to reach a goal, a heavy monkey goal, where we're going to take those monkeys and we're going to repair them so that they work again, and then we're going to send one uh, to the uh, to a lucky winner in the 420 club. You can get these particular ones to work again. And this month they're giving away to one uh, person that's uh, enter- that is a member uh, a complete merch bundle. That's a T-shirt, a mug, a blue card, and for the first time the mug will be signed by myself and Gabe. Thanks to John Newcomb, a patron who suggested a signed mug. Great idea, John. I <laughs> 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 slaved over it. <laughs> Uh, if I get how a could mug, we, it, it, it could sign it at least. It's, fuck, these mugs are twenty dollars. How could we? Wow. Twenty-eight dollars with shipping, and if you're ordering it from another country, enjoy your fifty-dollar broken mug. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're really good with merch, though. I've seen you on the road with your merch, and you you sell your wares. I don't very take well. it on the road anymore at all. Really? I, I rely on all my all my internet friends to just buy my stuff on the internet. Oh yeah. I buy tickets to my shows. That's the main thing I want people to do is buy tickets to my shows because then we all get together and have a nice time. Were you good at it? Were you good at doing the Martian Road? I, I, I oh, I, I, you know, I, I, uh, I think I'm good at it. I, I, you know, and in certain circumstances, it's a lot of fun because I'll be like somewhere where they'll just let me smoke or drink while I'm doing it. You know. Oh, but you're also yeah, it's like you're doing. Sometimes you're in the lobby of a fucking, you know. But it's fans at this point now, like almost like 100 percent for you. It's not like anyone just happened to see the show. So. That's a big deal too. When you're doing it, just like, hey, yeah, I yeah. did a show, and like you know, some people just came out to see me. They decide they're gonna buy some merch. I had a guy one time. It was before. It was the last time I ever tried to sell merch. I brought T-shirts, and it was a guy uh, walked. It was, it was the club in Edmonton. 
You ever sure. do that at the Edmonton Comic Strip? Mm-hmm. They go, bring merch, because this place, they love it. So I made t-shirts, which was a mistake. <laughs> I'm selling them myself. This is before Square or any of those things where you take credit card payments. They go, we set you up at this bar to do your merch because it's right next to the ATM if people don't have cash. I go, okay, and this guy comes out, and he has a credit card, he goes, let me get two, I'll get a large for me and uh, get a small one for my uh, wife. And I go, cool, and he hands me the card, I go, oh, I don't take cards, I go, but there's an ATM right over there next to you. And he just smacks the car on the, on the counter and just goes, Forget it. He <laughs> left, and I was like, "I'll never, never do it again." There's not a chance. That, like, I can't take that rejection. Just that rejection. I'm just like, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> buy stuff. Exactly. Buy oh, stuff. On, two now, steps to buying this thing. And now <laughs> yeah, I don't need to bother. And now years later, where there's like, you know, predominantly fans at shows now, they always like, you bring merch, and I'm like, just get it online, man. I don't want to be weird with you at all. I just, I can't like. It's weird to be like selling your own wares after, but it, it, you know, it's lucrative and like also it is, you know, giving them a little extra something for their, you know, buying an overpriced thing from you. you Dude, know? John Witherspoon, I used to watch, you take a Polaroid with him and he puts it in one of those cardboard like frames for like 25 bucks, whatever it is, but you do the money exchange with him on stage. It's so weird. Like they hand him like thirty dollars, and he just pulls this big fat wad, and he <laughs> slices you off five ones, and puts that in the wad, and puts it away, and then why he starts he get it all. Why does he get someone to help? I him? could never guess why. No, he's got somebody. <laughs> he's got somebody stapling the cardboard frames. Right. But, but someone and someone's be... taking the picture, but he does the money. Like he's the money exchange. It's so weird. His big yellow pants. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> I love it. Let's do some pot topics. Pot do we have time topic. for pot topics? Let's pot, pot topic it. I wanted to say it again. Does it read my mind now? Uh, In Juneau, Alaska, the first licenses were approved for legal marijuana growing and testing facilities. Um, And they want the main focus is for growing and testing facilities because they want to make sure that the stores will have enough product to sell. They're worried about being too weed being too popular. And they'll run out. Everyone's gonna want weed up there. In Juneau, Alaska? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I would if I lived there. Yeah, I mean it's they already do all smoke weed up there, I think. You ever spend any time in Alaska? Alaska's mm-hmm. medicinal. I've been up there. Do you ever, medicinal? Yeah. Kate and I went there and we took a um, helicopter onto a glacier. Yeah. That was the best. Did no, you? What you when you're smoking weed on a glacier, nobody says shit. <laughs> Did you do that? Did you go on a glacier? <laughs> no, no, but um, I went to a um, I went to an ice sculpture uh, competition. <laughs> and, and it was all like shit like you could walk through and stuff that people made, like like sandcastles but with ice. And it was a pretty, pretty fun day. There's, there's, they literally, like, everything in Alaska does start with getting stoned. They, they got a stone and took us to a, a wildlife reserve. And it's just like, you know, it's like, hey, that's the only bald eagle in captivity. And you just like stare at that. It's like 20 people standing around like, hey, eagle. <laughs> Hey, Moose. They're all just beat up. I'm driving to the gig. I say to the guy driving me, what's this? What's that in the sky? He goes, that's the Aurora Borealis. Like, it's no big deal. And, uh, and it's the Aurora Borealis. It's amazing. It's crazy light show. From the Flock of Seagulls song? Yeah. Aurora Borealis came in view <laughs> in the yoo Yeah, it's this crazy light show that, uh, you know, conspiracists like, have a lot of ideas about. 
When Kate um, and I were up there, we rented a like a van and we drove down to like other towns, but we only listened to Jewel, her first album. Right after she left Alaska, right? You like, like a trip. You're really into like a theme trip. Yeah. Like you really. Uh... Well, it makes me remember stuff. <laughs> There's like a. But we we only we would listen to her first album as like a homage to Jewel and also to our music taste in high school. That was Jack Teeth living in a car, Jewel. Mm-hmm. I liked her. Me too. I think she just felt attainable. Then she became very unattainable, Jewel. <laughs> But fucking Eskimo bitch singing in a car? That's me. That's all me. I think I'm pretty pro-Jewel all the way through. Like, I think it's been a, you know, she's really kind of kept her own identity through it all. Did Whatever she, that is. Did she have to, did she have to go, yeah, but she went a little pop there she's, for a minute. You know, man, she she like, she'll still she yodel album, at every right? show, right? She still throws so. the yodel in, right? But yeah, but she used to like, uh, but then she yodel. got a little like... Sexy girl, like mm-hmm. Poppy, for a minute. Yeah, I they kinda, truly went for that. It was a real, uh, like, transformation that they they put her through. I think. And then I think now I think she's back. But the songs were kind of about how she was doing that. It was a little meta, I guess. Uh, pot topic number two. Pot topic. <laughs> this is about California sentiment. In 1996, California was the first state to legalize marijuana, and now, according to the latest polls, it looks like it will be legalized for recreational use as well. Yeah, we should have had the word uh, medicinal in the first part. But anyway, it's going to be recreational, it looks like, uh, I guess, this November. November 7th? What? (laughs) Pot's going to be totally legal in California in November? Probably. Or, you know, that's what we're going to have the chance to vote right now. The uh, oh, polls have it at about 55%. Yes. But the legal rules, like, also, it's never, it'll never be you can smoke on the streets and never be you can drive. No, but you can smoke on the streets in the sense that it would just be a ticket and, or just you get told to stop smoking in the streets. <laughs> Which isn't so bad. It isn't. If you it go isn't by, bad so, at all. So, I've been living by those rules, you know, state to state. And uh, <laughs> Ari Shafir told me a dice thing that I thought was good. I love dice so much, too, that it's such a funny story. But he said he would just light up a cigarette in a mall. And Ari said he'd be like, what are you doing, man? You can't smoke in here. And he's like, yeah, why not? And he just starts smoking. And then eventually someone comes up and just simply goes like, you can't smoke and you got to put that out. And he said he puts it out and he goes, hey, I just smoked half a cigarette. What's the big deal? <laughs> He's like, he gets to do it anyway. They just tell you to stop eventually. Yeah. Those are the rules. Yeah, everyone's going no, to do it. I got a friend that that's the, the, the whole game she plays is she just does it until they tell her to stop. And then she just apologizes and stops. But, you know, I like to smoke and smoke and smoke. So I prefer an environment where I could just get away with it for a while. Uh, then you stop, you get belligerent. <laughs> Also, uh, it's the first time a majority of Californians who are 55 and older think it should be legalized. So, uh, I would, too, if I was, like, retiring. Well, uh, I guess 55-year-olds aren't retiring. But yeah, you know but I mean. they also don't want their kids' their lives screwed up by it because just, it's just so common now. And it's like, and it's not for everybody. People, some people just don't uh, keep doing it. That reminds me, we should, uh, you guys want to do the Indica? Is this sure. a good time to do that? Um, are we, are we, uh, did I get the signal? What's it going to do? And then it, <laughs> right, legalizing it will take, will take out all the weed dealers out of business. And then they'll go back to selling crack like adults. Oh, here, I'm going to put it in the uh, Willy Wonka. What does the Indica do? 
Pass to um, that's going to be the thing that really, you know, guarantees that you're not going to do anything else this evening. <laughs> <laughs> I think Where, I'm already speak, there. Let me speak in Ricky's language. This is going to make you really sink into some law and order. This is it, right? I mean, you're really gonna you're going, going to do like SVU, like the first season. Yeah, you're going deep tracks. Yeah. This might this might call for a D'Onofrio criminal intent. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do Mariska Hargitay when she still had that short hair. Oh, I got a great mm -hmm. idea, you guys. Let's go to a break, and when we come back, we're gonna all do a hit of uh, Indica, and then and then it'll be time for a magic trick. Mm -hmm. See you in a few. Hey, everybody! So that we don't have to do it in the show, I'm gonna do it during the breaks. I want to say subscribe to this show if you haven't already and click the like button as it helps fight against people who flag our videos. And you can also subscribe on iTunes for the audio only version of the show. And also our web store is now through billoby.com. We'll put it on the screen I think maybe. Uh, <laughs> check it out. You can still visit us at the same URL bit.ly slash Doug Merch. Order your mugs, t-shirts, and blue cards. Get blue cards. We'll sign them, and then the post office will put something right over the signature, and it's a big waste of money. Cards for high manity, I like to call it. Thanks, you guys. Enjoy your day. Hey, everybody. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Loot Crate. Loot Crate is a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. For less than 20 bucks a month, you get four to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. Loot Crate is more than just a subscription service. It's an entire community of fans that share their experience and interact with each other around the unboxing of each month's crate. And they guarantee 40-plus dollars in value value in every crate. Sometimes it's a lot more. Every month there's a different theme and all the items are curated around that theme. Pop culture is full of brave new worlds and societies in flux that don't always turn out for the best. June's theme will be exploring some of the ways things can go wrong with dystopia. Featuring classics Robocop, Terminator 2 Judgment Day, and The Matrix, and new faves Bioshock Infinite and Fallout 4. We've got a figure, cool collectibles, and of course, our dystoporific monthly tea. Remember, you only have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate, and when the cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. Sayonara. So go to lootcrate.com slash getdug and enter the code getdug to save $3 on your new subscription today. Welcome back to Welcome back to Gina Davis was here. Uh, <laughs> um, we're gonna do an indica. Yeah, drum roll, please. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Not me. Okay. All right, you go first. Okay. Yeah, you go first. I want to make sure I'm doing it right. It's rude to not. You gotta offer a freshie. I'm told. Butt mm -hmm. beads. It's important. It looks that is anal beads, isn't it? Yeah. Holds a surprisingly lot of weed. Why don't you just out. finish that? Why don't you just clear it? Just... just clear it, yeah. Good job. It's perfect. 
perfect way to get a partial uh, hit or whatever. Let's go kill a cop. That's a good hit, though. <laughs> <laughs> now, this should really settle everybody down. Uh, What's your favorite oh, I do have Law and Order ever? On. Well, I'm an SVU guy. Mm-hmm. When Stabler had to kill the girl because she came in to shoot in the... Mm-hmm. It was tough. It's what had the Stabler's career, quite honestly. He wasn't okay after that. No, he, well, he was a family man. He was a Catholic. He was torn in many directions. He had mm-hmm. to stay safe, safe for his kids. And but. he had to kill a girl. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my favorite episode is it's the a real one boner. with Leah Thompson, where she kidnaps this child from the, a park, and she's like, no, it's my kid when they come to get her, and they do a DNA test, and it is her child. And what happened was her fertility doctor took her eggs and put them in other women. And so she had children going around, and her child had died, and then she had to, like, sign over custody. Great episode. Like, the better one was called Vince Vaughn's Delivery Man. <laughs> she just sensed She just sensed that they were her kids? Yeah. She, she just figured it out? Team. Yeah. Oh, my God. And she was right. So they didn't right, charge but, her. Uh, why don't we hear the stories of women who claim that somebody is their child, and they're just nuts? She's not. <laughs> they're just <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Won't drop it. It's a way better episode. Yeah, they because, you know, that person has to, you know, really get in there and be really annoying. Like, I was watching the movie Rudy recently, and uh, in that movie, he's really a pest to get, like, on onto the team at to the school that he wants to go to. Like, he really pesters people a lot and even kind of lies a little bit. He's kind of got, like, a Rupert, Rupert Pupkin thing going on. He's a hero. And, the story and really then he's the hero of the movie. But really he really is, like, kind of a conniving, kind of weird kid. But it's like a, he's like the eye-rolly guy where he comes around and like, oh, Christ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like, like Rudy... that little dorky kid out there smashing the pads mm-hmm. by himself again? They make Christ fun of him already. a lot, but he just bounces back and he's just like, you know, Oh, yeah. I, feel I was like talking Rudy's to the like dean Annie. the other day. What? Rudy is like Annie, I think. Because <coughs> Annie's like a little manipulative, and she's always like, who, me? Kind of thing. But then she's like, I'll move into the mansion. Rudy's kind of like that, where he's just like waiting by the door. You know what's, you know what's great about those <laughs> yeah, movies? Yeah, he wishes he's, that movie had a mansion that he could move into. Those movies are always great because sometimes at the end of it, they show you the actual footage. And you see it was nowhere mm-hmm. near as heroic as the actual thing. Mm-hmm. Like, he, Rudy did come in for the for a play and got a sack. He did get a sack. But it was like, remember when, like, the handicapped kid, they let him shoot a three-pointer, and everyone's like, but he nailed it. It's like, they let him basically get a sack in the play so everyone could cheer Rudy in the audience, which I also think only his family was cheering Rudy. I don't think the whole audience was doing that. The movie Invincible, about the Philadelphia Eagles guy with, with Mark Wahlberg, he, like, walked on tryout for the Eagles and became, like, he had this amazing, like... I love that title, because like, his name's Vince, you see. Yeah. Vince oh. Invincible. Right. It, they, right at the end, of the, the end of the movie ends with him doing, like, this crazy, like, spinning out of, like, four tackles, jumping over a guy, this crazy play. It goes for a <laughs> touchdown. And then you, like, watch the play. It's, like, just, it's so fast and, like, not that, like, meaningful in the game or anything. It's like, okay. It was, like, four minutes into the game. It wasn't even, like, a big game winner or anything. There's like, no, like, uh, they add all that drama around. It's hilarious mm-hmm. to me. <laughs> you sound like you're ready for a magic trick. Mm-hmm. I'm never not ready for a magic trick. All right, trick. let's do this. It's game time. Is this the one where he pulls the string out of his stomach? I don't remember. Oh, what? Yes, the crazy one. Do I even need to do it now? All right, Ricky, just reach out and tap a card for me. Okay, take a look at it. Memorize it. Mm-hmm. Place it back here. All right, I actually made a prediction before the show. Put it right here. 
card. Is that oh. every card? No. Oh God. How did that work? How I don't understand that one. I'm not joking. Like it doesn't make sense. Um, I you know it was so fast. I didn't even. I wasn't aware that anything had happened. Uh, I picked a card and then he guessed my card. Okay. Yeah. Well. So. <laughs> I think it's pretty your, impressive, right? I think it's your segment. You created your unimpressed and everybody goes, yeah, he picked your cards. He's a fucking magician. <laughs> yeah, it's the idea. It's, you know, he came in and did that, and everybody's like, what? But aren't you like, like how? Am I like how? Yeah. Um, no, because I know, I kind of know the basics of it. You know, like I know that that's a real deck of cards. It's not like if you picked it up right now, it'd be all all twos or something. That's what I was checking. Because that's what they sell you when you're starting out in Magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, when you really learn how to manipulate the cards, then you uh, you don't need fake uh, fake cards. I respect Magic a lot because I've gone to Magic shops and bought like the most basic stupid tricks just to do for fun around the house or to impress my daughter, and I can't do them. And they come in like you know. It's something you would buy for like a dollar, it looks like, like next to their cash register mm-hmm. somewhere, and I can't figure. Which one can't you figure out? There's, the handcuffs? There's the, the thing where it makes it look like the napkin is, is floating, or oh, not where yeah. the, so the handkerchief is floating. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other one I couldn't do? The other one's like it's, oh, the bend the car, you can make the penny float over the car, and I figured mm-hmm. that one out. That's, that was easy. Try this one. You shake a napkin and you you crumple it up in your in, in your two fists and you act like you're going to try to hide which fist it's in, uh-huh. and uh, but have it in this top one, and then say <laughs> you just do this dumb thing where you good like you do some weird gesture like I always do it like this. So I just go one two three, <laughs> and I go pick which hand it's in, and they pick and they always pick right. They pick it right for two times in a row. I do it so they they uh, pick it correctly, and then on the third time when you do this, you just throw the napkin, the balled up napkin, over their head behind them and bring your hand back down. Yeah. They never they never see it. But if people are watching, they all just start laughing because they know what you're doing to the person. It's like this. Do you <laughs> I've done this to children uh, when the opportunity presents itself, which isn't often, fortunately. But I just can imagine like punch a kid in the face and go, "No, it's a trick." You know, <laughs> what are you doing? But yeah, and you throw it over their head, and then when you open your hands and and it's in neither of them, the person just can't. There's no explanation, no. and you just toss it right over their head. <laughs> if, if you want testimony for how high I am, I will say that when you describe doing this whole thing and you describe putting a napkin in your hand and, and trying to show that it's more in this hand, I swear to you, I forgot at one point that you didn't have a napkin in your hand. <laughs> and you go, and they pick the hand, and you open this hand, and I was like, oh, wow, I thought it was in that hand. And you open this one, and for a second, I had to realize, I was like, I was like, holy shit, Doug just made that napkin disappear. There was never a napkin. There was never a napkin, but that all went through me during that right there. I'm like, wow, Doug, Doug's a magician. I go, Doug does magic too? I didn't realize until I was doing it that I can mime doing it without having the actual napkins. I can still do the whole thing as if I have napkins. So it's very persuasive, I bet. Uh, Ricky, yes. uh, season premiere of the uh, new season of Another Period mm-hmm. is June 15th. Wednesday. That's two Wednesday days. night, two mm-hmm. nights from tonight. Mm-hmm. And that'll be Wednesday nights at 10 on Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. It's funny. 
<laughs> it is. It's a funny show. Yeah, it's I'm very. Uh, it's well, of course, you're. Uh, you know. I think it's. Funny. You're the title character, but the point is. I'm that, not the title uh, character. I know, right? Isn't you're that not playing another period. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's a detective everything. show. One of us is, you know, Leah. Another, and the other one is Elizabeth. Period. <laughs> Exactly. And we solve crimes. Together, back to back, yeah. holding guns. <laughs> Jay has so much going on, it's, it's crazy. My apologies. It's <laughs> Comedy Central hour-long special, live at Webster Hall. Webster Hall in Toronto? No, Webster Hall, New York. New York. Premieres this Friday, June 17th at midnight on Comedy Central. Uh, Sirius XM with Dan Soder, The Bonfire, Comedy Central Radio, Channel 95. It's got a podcast also, Legion of Skanks, live every Tuesday and Wednesday, 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time, available on iTunes, YouTube, and legionofskanks.com. That's not all, you guys. <laughs> Go to bigjcomedy.com for tour dates and more. What's going on with Garfunkel and Oates? <coughs> we have like five or six shows coming up. But we're trying to write something new. We're trying to branch out in another direction. Oh, okay. Maybe we should, before we go, we should think of something you should write a song about. Mm hmm. Hmm. Uh, maybe about, uh, you know, proper uh, bathroom choice. Oh, yeah. Educational. Mm hmm. What would it be called? Mm. Get out of my bathroom tranny. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good. I'm just I'm just spitballing, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were all gonna jump in on this. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. I'm doing stand up in Philadelphia at Helium. It's a gas on Wednesday, June 22nd. Tampa at the Improv on Saturday, July 2nd, and Washington D.C. The aforementioned. I'm doing a Dabs Day show, uh, 7:10. Uh, July 10th. What's Dab's Day? Uh, you know, it's like uh, this stuff we were doing, but you know that more str stronger shit where they like take out a torch. Uh -oh. You know, you ever you must have done that at one point or another. I don't think so. Really? It's pretty. Uh, that's the only thing I've ever seen somebody at that place in Toronto, the Underground Comedy Club. They have where it's weed friendly. Everybody smokes in there. Those dabs, what I've seen people like. Go down the ground. Yeah, you know, oh, they're need pretty. To like, uh, need to be like they have their head rubbed by a nice lady wow. while they come to. <laughs> very nice lady. They're very. Nice <laughs> they're very. Uh, uh, they gave me a cold cloth, <laughs> a couch. I just didn't think I'd just get up and go out and get some fresh air because mm -hmm. that place is just it's uh it's it's like it is in here sometimes. So congratulations to everybody for getting through it. And let's hear it for my guests, Ricky Lindholm and Big Jay Okerson. Standing strong after those uh, Indica hits. Everybody's making sense. And uh, the next show is going to be next Monday, one week from today, June 20th. But we do not know the time yet. So just uh, check into the YouTube page or my Twitter account or however it is you figure it out. And thanks for watching live or archived. And we'll see you next Monday. Bye.